JM and the AM. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Tazria. Parshas Tazria, according to the Chinuch, contains seven mitzvos. It has five positive and two negative mitzvos. And in addition, this Shabbos is the last of the four special Shabbatot, Parshios, that we have spanning from Ador till Nisan. This is Parshas HaChodesh that we read from the second Sefer Torah, coming from beginning of chapter 12 in the book of Shmos, which has many of the halachos of Pesach, both Mitzrayim, the first Pesach that we celebrated as a people in Egypt, and those laws which were unique to it, as well as many of the halachos of Pesach Doros that apply and still apply throughout the generations. Parshas Tazria deals primarily with Tum'ah and Tahara, the laws of purity and impurity, be it the laws of impurity that set in with childbirth, the korbanos, the offerings that a woman has to bring, and please God will bring in the future, when we have the third base Amigdash for each of the children that she was privileged to have, and the bulk of Parshas Tazria deals with the laws of Tzora'as, which is translated in English as leprosy, but it's not your typical textbook leprosy. It's rather, as the Ramban tells us, a demonstration of God's personal, divine intervention, Hashkacha Pratis, that he has with the Jewish people, specifically and only in the land of Israel, do the laws of Tzora'as apply. I'd like to focus on the opening Rashi of Parshas Tazria. Rashi begins by telling us, Amar Rab Simloi. Rab Simloi taught, Kishem shal Adam, Achar just as the creation of man, as found in chapter 1 of the book of Bereshis. In that chapter, man is created after all the domestic animals, wild animals, and birds. He is last. Kach, similarly, Toroso, the laws that govern man, Nisparsha are explained in our Torah, Achar, after the laws of Behemoth after the laws of the animals, which we had in last week's Parsha of Shmini, which animals are kosher and which animals are not. And Rashi cites the teaching of Rav Simloi from Vayikra Rabbah, chapter 14. The obvious question is, what is Rav Simloi adding that you and I couldn't figure out on our own? We look at chapter 1 of Bereshis, 
and we see that the animals are created first we look at chapter 11 in Vayikra and we see that the laws of the animals are presented first what is Rav Simlai teaching I saw a very sharp explanation by the Be'er Yosef Rav Yosef Salant and he says that Rav Simloi is addressing a very fascinating question and that is as follows if you look at last week's parsha, the Torah clearly delineates which animals are what we call kosher and which animals are not the Torah gives the identifying symbols and those animals which are kosher are kosher and pure from their birth till their death they don't change those animals which are not kosher are similarly not kosher all their life why is it that man is the only creature that can vacillate from tumah to tahara, impurity to purity, and from purity to impurity, from tahara to tumah. Why is this the uniqueness of man? And he suggests, quoting from the Zohar, quoting from Chaim Velazhenov, in his Nefesh HaChayim, in Sha'ar Aleph, Perik Vav, a very interesting insight. And that is as follows. When God says in chapter 1, after the animals are created, and He's about to create the last creation, namely man, the Torah says, Na'ase Adam, let us make man. Now what does that mean, let us? Certainly, it's only and specifically God who has done the creation, as the Torah tells you in the very next verse, that God Himself, only He Himself, created man. What is this Na'ase, let us? And the Zohar and the Nefesh HaChayim explain it in the following insightful way that now that God created all the different animals each with their own unique character traits God said Adam, let us now take all these characteristics and we will incorporate all of them in man so for example as we find in the end of the fifth chapter of Pirkei Avos, Yehuda ben Tema teaches, have the az kanomer, be as bold as a leopard, and kal kanesher, light as an eagle, rutz katsvi, swift as a deer, kibor ka'ari, and strong as a lion, to carry out the will of your Father in heaven. Now note you have different characteristics. What the rabbis are teaching us is that these and all other characteristics, some coming from the kosher animals, some coming from the non-kosher animals, were all taken by God and given to man. Yes, some men have more of this trait, others have 
more of a different trait. We all have some traits, and each person has the trait that they need to be able to fulfill their tafkid, to be able to fulfill their purpose in this world. And therefore, explains the Ber Yosef, now we can appreciate the fact that man and only man can vacillate and go from purity to impurity because he stems from these kinds of higher forces in nature which have both purity and impurity and therefore pending on circumstance and situation he goes from Tumor to Tara, Tara to Tumor and the Torah tells us how this affecting and this change of status takes place. I believe that there is a very significant lesson or lessons that we can learn from the teaching of and the insight of the Ber Yosef. The first thing is that we should appreciate the next person. A person has to realize regarding himself no one's got it all. And just as that beautiful tefillah of Raveli Melech of Lezhensk, on the contrary, we place, we plead with Hashem, place in our hearts, we should have the ability in our hearts to see only the good in our friends and not their shortcomings. The idea being to recognize, look what he's got. Look what Hashem endowed him with. Look what he has that I don't have. And to have, therefore, greater respect for the next one and to recognize how much we need each other, how much we complement each other. What I have, he doesn't have. What he has, I don't have. And that is a very important point to begin with, to create a greater sense of unity and appreciation for the next one. But I believe, and this is brought down in the Sefer of the Chafetz Chaim al-Hatorah. The Chafetz Chaim would, in his very special way, always try to learn merit on behalf of the Aniyim, of the poor in society. And he would greatly oppose those who said that they are a burden on those that work hard. And he said the following to his son, Rebleib Zatzal. He said, the Gemara in Nida teaches us that before the individual comes into this world, they announce upstairs, this one will be wealthy, that one will be poor. And therefore, in accordance with this divine decree from on high, the one who is supposed to be wealthy is given this characteristic and more of this quality of zrizus, of alacrity, that he is not satisfied with what he has, always wanting more, and his ambitiousness and his working hard, his being as 
Yehuda ben Tema says, Az Kanomer, his being bold, always looking for more opportunities. This is as we're taught in Koheles. Oev Kesef, Lo Yizba Kesef, the one who loves money never has enough and always wants more and doesn't consider his working hard to be just that but working hard. This is because Hashem has given him this additional amount, this characteristic of go and get it. As opposed to the one that was destined on high, that he should be poor. So listen to his words. No snilo COVID be'evarov the Chavetz Chaim says that this person is given much less of that go-getting trait, but just the opposite. He's given that dose of atzlus built into him is that certain sense, if you may, of laziness. And in Yiddish he said, Mingist im un midblai, which means literally it's as if they've given him an injection of lead, meaning they slow him down. And therefore said the Chafetz Chaim, Tzrichim Anu Lachmol Olav, we have to have more compassion and appreciate his circumstance and help him all the more. Greater tolerance, greater patience for those who don't have is what we're being taught interestingly by this teaching of Rav Simloi. Finally, to connect this with Parshas HaChodesh. Parshas HaChodesh speaks of the new moon, the first mitzvah given to the Jewish people as a people, Rosh Chodesh, the Hischadshos. What is the whole idea of Tuma and Tara. Tuma and Tara is literally this Hischachos. And it's another one of those ideas that we had at first. Says Rav Shimshin Rafal Hirsch. How does it work with the mikvah? What does that mean that a person immerses themselves in a mikvah? So he says so powerfully that when a person goes beneath the waters of the mikvah, they recognize and they realize that they cannot live under the water. And so when they emerge out of the mikvah, it's literally a new beginning. It's a new lease on life, literally being that quote-unquote reborn. And this is what is found in the concept of Tuma and Tara. This is how the Rambam concludes his Hilchos Mikvaos to give us some kind, though it's a Xeris HaKosov, the Torah decrees Tuma and Tara to give us this little bit of an appreciation that a person can renew and change their ways. And this is what we find with Parshas HaChodesh as well. As we approach the Yom Tov of Pesach, this concept of his chadshos coming together with the ability of the Jew to purify himself gives us that very powerful lesson that just as the creation of man follows the animals because he was given a composite of all the different traits, so too does his laws follow in Pasha Sazria, reminding us that we are to take each person, their potential, and please God, actualize it to the fullest. Shabbat Shalom.
two. Oh. 